0: Well, last week, I preached on the the Holy Spirit But this week, I will talk about how to pray for our children Because after Sister Rosa shared the message on Mother's Day I said, oh well, maybe I will just talk about something about children To follow up what she shared And uh, so today, I'd just like to talk about how to pray for our children and uh, let's turn to Psalms 127, verse 3 to 5. Psalms 127, verse 3 to 5. Verse 3 said, Behold, children are a heritage from the law. The fruit of the womb is his reward. Verse 4, Like in the hand of a warrior So are the children Of one's youth Verse 5 Happy is the man who has his quiver Full of them They shall not be ashamed But shall speak with their enemies In the gate Lord we just thank you. Lord anoint our ears to hear Anoint our minds to understand And anoint our heart to receive Your word we pray Lord Touch us Lord, every one of us To have understanding In Jesus' name, Amen Hallelujah Well, many of us are, are parents here and Or in future parents So this is a word for every one of us So, children I'm talking about praying for How to pray for our children Children are the gifts from God Like it or not They are not your problem They are not your burden they are good gifts from God. They are reward from God. In verse 3 said, You know, children are our reward from God. They are possession given by God. They are our inheritance from God. They are good gifts. Children are good. Yes, they are. <laughs> and then verse 4 and 5 said that, you know, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them They shall not be ashamed But shall speak with their enemies in the gate So verse 4 and 5 tells us that you know Children are like arrows in the hand of a warrior That you can train them up You can turn them this way or that way Of course you want to turn them into a good way Into the in a good path And the gate He said that and he shall speak with the enemies in the gate and the gate I- of the city is where all the elders met you know where people do their business you know settle uh, negotiate do business and also a place where they settle disputes the differences or lawsuits and they're judged there you know just like in the time of Absalom he was there at the, at the city gate to be a judge amongst the people so, so, and then, then, so for another word, if you train up your children, you know, the more the better. If you, th- if you train up your children, they will sta- stand behind you. They will support you, even when, when you have disputes, even you have enemies, you know. They will stand with you. They will fight with you. You know, they are, they are your possession. They are like arrows in the hand of warriors and uh, the more children the better I know today that people only want to have a couple of children because they're so expensive they're not expensive they don't need two or three bikes they don't need so many clothes they don't need so many toys take away all these things you know in the olden days different you know the more children you have the more wealthy you are you know you don't today when they turn five years old then they start school but the thing is in the olden days in five years old you'll be the shepherd the older you'll be working in the field so that's why the more you have the better the wealthier you are but today people say one is enough two is more than enough you know but you know I have an uncle he said I want a doctor I want a vet because I want to have a race horse I want an accountant. I want a, a engineer because he's a factory. You know, he needs someone to look after the machinery and, you know, an architect. And, uh, but he didn't get all he wants. <laughs> he didn't get the bread. He didn't get the rice off. But that that's how people think, you know. And my husband, Pastor Danny, you know, nine children. And each name is different, you know. Each one is... Uh, blessing One is prosperity One is gold So every time <laughs> when you, Every time you call out the name Prosperity Blessing come Prosperity come You know It's a real blessing <laughs> Isn't it? Praise God Hallelujah Anyway For myself You know my mother You know like many Chinese people They have Chinese restaurants Chinese cafes and then, you know, we worked very hard and then my mother decided to buy a, uh, a bigger abu- a big building and turn into a a, 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 a licensed restaurant. And uh, it's a big place, you know. And and um and so moving from a small little cafe into a you know into a big restaurant is a big deal and you have to borrow a lot of money to buy the uh, building. But one person said to my about my mum is that one thing. One thing this person said to, about my mum was that, well, she's um, you know she's bold and confident to buy this building and borrow a lot of money from the bank because she has many children to help her. Think about that, you know. I I work so hard. I don't get paid. <laughs> I don't do housework. You know why? Because I work. From morning till night, and by the time you get home, you know after school you, you work in the restaurant. By the time you get home, you're so tired, you just go to bed. You know, so I never had opportunity to actually you know do much housework and and um <laughs> and um, the law. So, so never think your children are expensive; they are a blessing from God. They are reward from the Lord. It is a possession, you know, your inheritance, inheritance from God. And uh, But the important thing is, like arrow, children are like arrow in the hands of the warrior. You need to train them up. You need to lead them in the, in the right path. And that's why in Proverbs 22, verse 6, it train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. So, train... I heard people said, "Oh, wait, do teach the kids until they're older, until they have understanding, until they understand what you're saying, you know." But I'm telling you, train them when they are babies. You can even teach baby to, to, to read, you know. So teach them while they were still babies, not when they're older, because when they're older, they'll be telling you what to do. And especially, you know, so now children tell you what to do and then the teenagers, even worse, they think they know everything. You know, they think they know more than the parents until they get older. (laughs) And then they realize, my parents, you know, they do know something. You know, so so praise the Lord, but train them up when they're young because then they, they they will listen to you. They're used to listen to your voice. So, but as parents, we, you know, f- and future parents, you know, we will always carry our children in our heart. And, um, you know, we are there for them, for each stage of their life, from baby to primary school, you know, child care, primary school, high school, university, first date, to marriage, career, and even their children. We are with them, you know. Every stage in their life, and we also carry them in our heart, and uh, and we also try as parents is that we try to help them through our ex- own experiences, and we try to do our best for them. You know, we try to give our best to them, and you know, but our best is not good enough. You know, we try to do our best for them, but our best is not good enough. You know, we we can't. Because the reason is we can't see them, you know. We can't see what they do each day. They might be off the track. We can't follow them all the time, you know. They'd be off the track. They're out and they'd be be off the track and you don't know. And you can't protect them every moment of the day. You know, like my children go to school. They're at the playground. I can't can't be there, you know, if they fall from the, the... the monkey bars, I mean, I can't be there to catch them. I'm not there every moment of the day. But our heart, even though our heart is concerned about them, but our strength is limited. And that is why we need to hand them over to God, you know. What we can't do, God can do. And that is why we need to, you know, hand our children to God. We need to pray for our children every day because... You know, God is all powerful. He's omnipotent, and um, and He has the power to protect them, and and we don't. We our power is limited, just like what we're saying. Om, omnipotent Father, you know, and 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 he, God is omnipresent. That means He's everywhere, and uh, we are only at one place, at one time. It can only be that, but God is everywhere, at all time, and He can be at the school with them or you know, he can be everywhere with them and 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 protect them. And God is all knowing, only seeing. And he knows what they are doing. They can't they can't hide from God. They can lie to us, they can hide from us, but God they cannot hide from. God is all knowing. And not only God is all knowing, but God also knows the future. And that is why we need to pray with them and, and hand our children over to God so our power is limited but God's power is unlimited and uh, when, we did, when we dedicate our children to God but we also need to help to train them up at the same time to, And because they are also our responsibility we may hand them over to God but we also need to take up our own responsibility to train them up to protect them, provide for them and when they are in trouble you know and uh, when they, they can cry out to God themselves we, we teach them about God They can cry out to God when they're in trouble And we know God will answer their prayer So the important thing is that teach, Train our kids but also In the way of the law But also teach them about God So that they that will have a own relationship with God So that when they're in trouble They cry out to God And He will answer He will answer them, Psalms 91 And so today I'd like to share on how to pray for our children. Now, regardless how old our children are, they will always need our prayer, not just when they were babies or ch- kids or, you know, teenagers, they will always need our prayer. Even if they're married, they always have children of their own, they will always need our prayer. And so today, I just want to share the th- three ways, because three points. <laughs> Three ways how we can pray for our children And the first one is With intensity and fervency In, s- in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 11 This is about H- Hannah Praying for a son For Samuel And in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 11 The Bible said And then she made a vow and said O Lord of hosts If you will indeed look on the affliction of your Maidservant and remember me And not forget your maidservant But will give your maidservant A male child Then I will give him to the law All the days of his life And no razor shall come upon his head So Hannah was a barren Was barren and uh, But her husband Also have another wife And that wife had many children And often the head often Hannah's rival would provoke her or just to upset her and make her feel miserable and yearly they w- the family would go up to Shiloh where the tabernacle was and to worship and make sacrifice to God but this year Hannah was so miserable she made a vow to God in verse 11 that if God give her a male child she would dedicate this child to the law to serve him all the days of his life and Hannah prayed so intensely and fervently that the high priest Eli thought she was drunk in, in verse 13 said now Hannah spoke in her heart and only her lips moved but her voice was not heard therefore Eli thought she was drunk Hannah was crying out to God in her heart. Her prayer was so intense. Eli, the high priest, thought she was drunk. So it's just like you know, you're so intense, you go, you know, like that, like that. So intense, people can't hear you, but it's in her heart. She's crying out, and so you can imagine she probably just, oh. And, and, and no wonder, you know, uh, that Hori couldn't even stand properly just moving around like that Hori, that's why, you know, Eli thought That, that, um, that she need to, you know, she was drunk So, but her prayer was to, you know But that's the way she prayed Really intense, really fervent and, and that is the way we should pray for our children With intensity, with fervency you know, Hannah prayed like that, and and when Hannah prayed like that, making a vow to God, and God answered her prayer, and one year later, she gave birth to Samuel. So, you know, it's natural for us to pray for our children. They are the one that is always on our mind. You know, and uh, I don't know about you, but it, ever since I was born again, I started to pray and I always pray. You know. For everything, and, and one of the things I pray for is my children. You know, I just they they are on my mind all the time. I just pray for them. And uh, years ago, I visited a lady. She came from Malaysia. She only came to visit her daughter, and only stayed for a short time. And someone asked me to go and visit her, so I visited her. And she was a, uh, you know, I pray for her. I I witnessed to her, and she was born again. And then I pray for her to be filled with the Holy Spirit And once she was filled with the Holy Spirit She started to pray for her children That was something instant You can imagine that she must have carried her children in her heart all the time and, 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 But once she was filled with the Holy Spirit This is a new convert just received Jesus And filled with the Holy Spirit And when she's you know, filled with the Holy Spirit She started to pray She started to pray she started praying with such Intensity and fervency The whole house shake the whole house shake Her house, I was there And yet she was just a new believer Just filled with the Holy Spirit She can pray like that So for another word Even before she was filled with the Holy Spirit She had been praying Carrying her kids in her heart And now she was filled with the Holy Spirit She prayed with such power in such intensity and fervency you know the whole house shake house shake you, you, you talk about in Acts 4 you talk about Acts 2 the house shake with the noise and that's how powerful when we feel the Holy Spirit and she pray like that that's how much her children how important her children was to her so therefore we also need to pray like that you know for our children with intensity and fervency, just like our life is dependent on it. If you've got nothing else to say, pray in tongue. God knows because the Holy Spirit will, will intercede for you. Hallelujah. Because we're praying spirit to spirit. Thank you. God is spirit. And so pray with intensity and fervency for your children. Just like this woman, you know, this Malaysian lady. And the sec- in the second way we should pray for our children is to turn our concern and worry into praise. Now sometimes sometimes when I'm I'm saying this this is not something I'm preaching to myself as well. Okay. All right? Because I do carry my children in my heart. I do worry about them. I do con- I'm concerned about them. You know, all the time, you know, <laughs> all the thing. So this is for me as well. Okay? This is for me. Okay. So The second way to to, to pray for your children is turning your concern, your worries, you know, into praise, into praise. Philippians 4, chapter 4, verse 6 said, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. So, the Bible tells us not to be anxious or worried about anything. That's including our children. All we need to do is pray. We need to pray for them. And, and hand our worry over to God. Trust Him. Trust God that He will do something about it. You know, He can change us. He can change our children as well. He changed us, but He can also change our children as well. And years ago, I heard Barry Smith, right? He's a New Zealand pastor. He teaches on end time. And Barry Smith, you know... Uh, from new zealand you know and he traveled among the island pacific islands and and have crusades and things like that and in one crusade in the pacific island and 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 there was a big man of the island you know they are you know uh, uh they call a big man they're important man this important man this big man was in the island he came to the crusade and this man had bad temper you know everyone know he got back And he came to the crusade and he received Jesus. And when the meeting finished, he and his fam- family went out to the car and because there were so many par- cars parked around, he couldn't get out. And now the family expected him to explode with anger. You know, start yelling here I'm one the important man in this island. Get out of the way so I can get home. But the family was surprised because he just sat there in the car. He sat there very calm, very patient And wait for the car to clear up Before you move on You know, like that And and Jesus, changed him He just said it, pe- People ask him, what happened? You know, you change You know, in, in normally you would be exploding with anger he said, he said, no, I just feel at peace I don't have to yell, I don't have to, you know you know, people, I just sit there and wait for everything All the cars clear up and I move So God can change a man A big man like that You know, change his temper So if God change, You know, his temper This big man's temper, he can change our children You know, if our children bad temper Just pray And speak the word of God into their life And so therefore, you know Instead of telling I mean, we all do, okay We're telling our trouble to friends And uh, our concern We talk about it Can't help it We are are, are like that I am like that (laughs) And and so But instead of concern Keep worrying You know Just commit that to God And start praising God And that is why in Philippians 4 verse 6 Be anxious for nothing But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving, with praise. Let your requests be made known to God. So you need to change our way of, of uh, praying for our children. Instead of saying, Oh, my children's this and this and this and uh, but start to give praise to God that you're changing him, You're changing her, you know. And uh whatever the needs might be, you know, if if they need uh change of character or whatever or even temptations and you know, finance and jobs. You know, turn our worries and concern into place or th- their education. You know, so just change. Change the way we, we look at our children. Change the way we pray for our children. And so the se- third way is pray without ceasing. In Romans chapter 1 verse 9, it said. For God is my witness Whom I serve with my spirit In the gospel of his Son That without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayer So Paul Wrote Wrote to the, the church in Rome And he said I pray, Paul pray Unceasingly For his spiritual children So if Paul even Haven't even met the the, his spiritual children in Rome, he's, he was really actually praying unceasingly for them. That means, you know, when you think of him, think of those uh, Christians in Rome, he would pray. When you think of them, he would pray. So he says, he's he's I pray for them unceasingly. So we also need to pray for our children unceasingly, unceasingly. And that is not to give up, you know, uh, we must not lose faith. We need to continue, not to lose faith. You know, sometimes we, we pray for years and it doesn't happen. You know, people give a word of prophecy to people and it doesn't come to pass until 20 years. You know, even, even Abraham had to wait for 25 years, for Isaac, you know. So, and i just give you an example in the parable of uh, the prodigal son. In Luke 15. You see, when the prodigal son had spent all his money, you know, all his inheritance from the father. He spent it on women, songs and wine public gambling, you know. And 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 he had fallen so low after he'd lost everything, no money, he had fallen so low that he needed to eat what the pigs eat. To the Jews, pigs are unclean animals. So for him to, to have to go and look after pigs And then eat what the pig eat Because no one gave him any food So you can imagine How low he had fallen And, uh, and he was really lost He was homeless He was destitute He was penniless And then one day Something in his mind Just clicked And said Wait a minute Even the servant in my father's house Eat better than I do So he decided well i decided to return home not as a son but just a servant you know and so in 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 Luke chapter 15 verse 20 the bible said and he arose his prodigal son and he came to his father and when he was still a, a great way off his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him Now even though the Bible did not say The father prayed for the son daily But by his reaction When he saw his son coming down the road You know, he ran and he kissed him We know that this father Had carried his son in his heart And prayed for him daily You know, it's just like He carried the lost son for so long And then all of a sudden He appeared in the distance Coming home and that is why the father was so overjoyed and ran. You know, he, he ran to him. He saw him. He ran to him. He wasn't just, just waiting for the son to come to him. He ran to him. He was so happy to see him returning home. And he, he hugged him. He kissed him. He embraced him. and was so joyful just to see him come home. So you can imagine his father... Have been carrying his son For a long time and, and, and that he did not give up He did not give up On his son And finally this prodigal son Came to his senses and returned home And many people believe This parable of the prodigal son The father is a picture of God Who always carry us In his heart And never give up on us Did you know the, the high priest The breastplate got 12 stones. Each stone represents, the tro- uh, the 12 stone represents the twelve tribe of Israel. And that's how, you know, that God carry us in his heart. He's always there. He's always there. This 12th tribe of Israel, you know, on the first prayer prayer, he's always there. And sometimes when you, when you carry people in your heart, concerned about them, you may not pray, you know, with your mouth, Right? But when you carry them in your heart It's like you're praying for them And that's why once uh, a lady said to me uh, Okay, thank you for praying for me I said, that's okay But did I actually say out uh, like that? No, I just carry her in my heart And yet that person says That I have been praying for her Which I did not say it with my mouth But I just carry her in my heart And that's how God carry us in his heart that's how precious we are you know he knows our future and, and he knows our path that he created for us so therefore as parents we need to pray for our children you know and uh, so today I share on the three ways that we can pray for them and that is intensely fervently and the second thing is turn our worries you know if you, if you in your mind you always complain Right about all my children, this and that, and, and it comes out in your mouth when you come, talk to your friends. But you know what? Turn that into praise. God is doing something in my children's life. And the third thing is, pray without ceasing. And that is, pray with faith, but don't give up. Just like this prodigal son, the father finally, you know, t- see the son turn back, and he was just rejoicing and ran to him. So the Lord is good. So let's close the meeting in prayer. And if you have many needs, we'd love to pray for you. Father, we just thank you. Thank you for your word. Lord that um, I thank you that I also learned something also from your word. Hallelujah. That besides praying intensely, fervently and unceasingly, is also to to turn the worry into praise. Instead of worrying, complaining, murmuring or concerning Lord, we just praise you, that you, our children, is in your hand, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That you will, Lord, turn triumph, Lord Jesus, turn everything into victory. Hallelujah. And triumph for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And bless your people, I pray. Bless the time of fellowship. And Lord, just thank you that you know our future. That is the most wonderful thing. You know our future. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord bless you.